You would look good in one of Big T's tees. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends Rugby League Season, a podcast as excited about rugby league as Source is about being under. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. You found your bizzle, big tizzle out here. So happy for my uh, Panther friends. A whole bunch of them constantly contribute to this podcast. Um, big shout out to, to those people. You know exactly who you are because you listen as well. <laughs> Another great thing about you. Um, also, obviously, commiseratory shout out to all my South fans. All my South fans? That's disgusting. All the all the South fans of that listen, uh, particularly uh, I heard from two that were wearing big tees tees during the grand final. I mean, you can hear the smile on my face now, and it really made me near squeal at the time when I read those messages. So, so thanks for that. I'm sorry it didn't bring you better luck, um, but there you go. We have a Panther fan, a Panther family esque uh, podcast, and I mean that not just because. Jacko and Nat have become our, our unofficial Panther family members, but also we hear about their families and, and whatnot. You also hear about where they were, how they were feeling. Shock, horror, they're still really excited, and they're, they're really excited that they did a podcast during a final series that Penrith came through. Uh, and I'd also like to, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm, I'm wearing a Marty Lang t-shirt right now, um, accidentally on purpose. Obviously, tipping my hat to the, to that great 2003 Premiership win and now the 2021 Premiership win. Um, but uh, look, I'll get out of the way. No one's here to listen to me and what clothes I'm wearing. We're here to just listen to these two legends. So take it away. Anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you, Big T, for having us. I am Jack, also known as at Jack Omato, and I'm joined by Nat, also known as Nat underscore Sinclair 93. I nailed it. Ooh, I got, got it that right. time. We got yes. it right. How <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, good. <laughs> oh, thank gosh. Just like Penrith this year. I know. Yeah. Flawless. <laughs> we are here to chat a little bit about the Panthers, what happened last night and how we we're feeling all about it. How you doing, Nat? Really good. Um yeah, it's a crazy, surreal feeling, I think. Um, yeah, waking up this morning and rem- remembering, because I think we had the opposite experience last year where um, when you're actually, we were at the grand final last year and the game was pretty much over by halftime and you kind of let it sink in throughout the night. But then I woke up personally last year and felt real a lot sadder than I actually did the night before because it kind of sunk in. You wake up and you're like, it's over and we lost. And this year, the opposite feeling of waking up and being like, we've done it. Like, it's so hard to do. And we we did it. And it just feels like the last two years have been leading up to this. Um, and it's just a crazy feeling that we've accomplished what, you know, being fans for such a long time of a team, it's just all you want to see, it's what you dream of, and we've done it. So I'm feeling amazing. How are you feeling? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm on top of the world. It's one of those things where last year was such an awful feeling. And like you said, it was basically over at halftime. I remember yesterday at halftime thinking how much better it felt, even though it was really oh, yeah. nervous. Because last yeah. year's first half was like watching a nightmare happening in front of me. Yeah. 
Oh, it was just 22, it was 22-0. Yeah, 22 um, yeah. It was just, it was honestly like we, it was so crazy last year because we, you know, had played quite well the week before and we'd won all those games in a row and it was just kind of like, you know, it was Melbourne, but we thought we had a real chance. Um, and then to come out and be, yeah, down by 22-0 at halftime, the feeling yesterday of being up by two points in a close game was just like, oh, we're so much calmer. We're so much more improved. Um, you know, I was happy at halftime to be up with any sort of lead. Yeah, I like, obviously, I wish we were further ahead, but the fact that we could see the composure there in it made it so much better. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I was dreading when the second half started because I enjoyed halftime. That was my favourite part of the game because I didn't have to worry yeah. about the game at all. Yeah. Um, and like then I was just so tense and so nervous that entire second half because Souths were hanging in there and hanging in there and we were repelling them and we are staying even and then when when they scored that try and then missed the conversion to be two behind with a few minutes to go I could feel my heart pounding so much. Mm. And I I just remember looking at the ground and up for a moment and I was like, I can't look at the screen. I can't watch this. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't I couldn't handle the fact that like I've been confident all week and mm -hmm. I've been wary of Souths, but yeah. I just felt like this was our time. And then for a brief moment there, I thought, what if this doesn't happen? What if like, yeah. what if we lose another one? I I won't, I can't deal with that. Yeah. And I'm just so, I was so relieved at full time. Yeah. And me I didn't too. quite know how to feel. And I wasn't like as hyped. But then as the minutes went on and the hours went on, just as everything kept happening around me, I was just becoming more and more excited. Like there's a moment where I just sat there silent for a few seconds and then started celebrating. Mm. and then from that on it just didn't stop <laughs> yeah no I understand it's like something yeah especially given it was a really tight game that we didn't know we we're going to win until probably the last 40 seconds when we yeah. had that turnover um and yeah oddly enough I guess when they scored that try I had this feeling that Reynolds was going to miss it um I think Reynolds to 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 all of the good things about him as a player I don't know if him being clutch is really something we can still say about him this year anyway. Yeah. I guess I was just thinking back to the game against the Tigers where he missed an absolute sitter um, because Adam Dewey was yelling at him on the sideline. That was almost in front of the posts. And then he missed a field goal as well. Um, and I just kind of thought to myself, I don't know if, if it's a fact it's a big game and it was right on the sideline, a very difficult kick. But I thought, I don't know if he's going to get this. You know, if I had to put money either way, I'd probably put money on the fact he wouldn't get it. And then sure enough, he missed it just. Um, and then, yeah, he went for that long-range field goal, which was not a good attempt. Um, and then once that happened, I just thought, hang on, we can control our way from here on in. But then it was just, it was like we had one or two minutes to just realise and, and be like, oh, my God, it's, it's going to be over. It's going to be over. We've won this. 
Um, and yeah, just the feeling of relief afterwards. But I think some sometimes you might think if you win a grand final, you'll be like up screaming, shouting, you know, straight afterwards. But for me, that wasn't it. I was quite emotional. I was like crying and carrying on. But I kind of just sat there and just like, just felt it um, and just realized that we had done it. And um, yeah, it was kind of similar to the feelings we've had for the past two weeks um, with Parramatta because that went up to the last minute with the storm that went up to the last minute and then again last night and it just takes a bit of time to unpack it um and then I started being like oh my god we've won this game watching the highlights looking at Twitter you know um yeah it was crazy I think probably the most elated I felt last night was that Crichton intercept because it oh, changed yeah. the game it completely changed the game um I thought that we were very in control in the first half and I was quite proud of that um and there was probably not a that first 20 minutes of the second half, sounds were kind of really giving it to us and they were making yeah. breaks and they were kind of, yeah, their attack was looking probably a bit better than ours. Um, and we were able to, through Cleary's kicking game, keep the field possession pretty much down our end. But they were making easy metres and they were like kind of scampering out, looking a bit dangerous. And they were dangerous when Cody Walker threw that pass. And then when Crichton just plucked it out of thin air and you know he was off, you knew he was going to score that and he scored right in the middle that was the best moment of the game. That was when I started to feel like we've won, we've won this grand final, you know, 14 minutes to go. We've got a six minute, six game lead, a six point lead. We can hold on to this. Yeah. That was that moment there when he did that, because in the lead up to it, they were discussing whether it was too early for Souths to attempt a field goal. Yeah. And because Penrith were um, right on top of Souths that first half, for the most part, at least, anyway, mm. um, where South were had done really well to stay in it, if anything. And then yeah. in the second half, up until that moment, they pretty much clawed their way back to being even, if not above us at that point. Yeah, that, I think they were above us at that point. Yeah. Um, I think, they they, I think we were dangerous. frustrated because we couldn't. Yeah, we weren't scoring, and I think that was frustrating. I think that's the biggest thing about a defensive game is that um, if you stop the other team from scoring, if they have set up to set on your line and they can't score, it is immensely frustrating um, and it, it gets you down and then it really leads the way for a momentum swing. And I think that was what was happening. We weren't quite breaking their line. They had really good defence. And then we were making, I think we made a silly error before that. I think that was when Tara May knocked the ball on. And yeah. I think that was before, yeah, it was before it because it Matt before, Burton yeah. did that fantastic if we had scored off that play that Matt Burton pulled Tarth out after he catched, he caught the ball, oh, that yeah. would have been one of the moments of the game. But unfortunately, we dropped the ball two sets, like two plays after that. And it kind of took away from the fact that play could have changed. You know, it was a brilliant play. So we we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot too. Um, and then they got, you know, up that sideline, which we've seen so many times from South, they just get on the side and they just floor it. Um, and if Crichton hadn't, he made a decision, he took a big gamble because if he missed that intercept, he's left his wing free and yeah. they score pretty much. Um, and, you know, other things involved with intercepts, how many times do we see them knocked on? How many times do we see them just not go to plan? So the fact that he saw that two-on-one and he backed himself is just, again, like it shows so much maturity from last year um, because last year they were all very nervous and shaky and not really backing themselves. And there was so much confidence in their performance last last night, which was really indicative of that big moment, which changed the game and it won the game for us. Um, so, 
that was the most, that was the moment which I was, you know, what you would think of when you win the grand final, which is like screaming and so happy and, you know, all that. But after that, it was just kind of like quietness, just thinking like, oh my God, we've done this. Um, so yeah, it was again, a roller coaster, which is what we've come to expect over the last four weeks in this final series yeah. from this team. But looking back on it, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change a thing. I think we've had one of the most memorable final series that I can remember with these tight games. I can't really remember a time in which we've had four games in a row that have been so close, um, which is amazing for neutral. It's amazing for the game. And it's amazing for us looking back as fans because we cl- we clawed our way there and we earned that premiership. Um, so yeah, it was it was an amazing feeling to to have done that, and we really worked for it this year. So it's crazy we've done it. And it's also amazing when you consider, firstly, that we had to go the long way around, which hasn't been done since the Cowboys. Since the Cowboys. And mm-hmm. even then, like it, I don't think it's been done for a long time since before that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that all of our games, I'm pretty. Yeah, every single finals game that we played in, the final score was within one converted try. Yeah. And so to be able to get through four games in finals footy in general, most years is deemed impossible by most teams. Mm. But the fact Mm -hmm. that they were all such tense games too adds on top of it. And then you look at the injuries that we have in our team, like Nathan Mm. Cleary probably shouldn't be playing. Brian Toto shouldn't be playing. Dylan Edwards has a broken foot. Um, <laughs> there's something wrong with uh, Fisher-Harris's leg. And then Scott mm. Sorensen only missed one week with a dislocated wrist. Mm. Like it, the way that they must have all just played there for each other and the way that they put themselves on the line and risked you know, further injuries and perhaps a shortened career down the line and stuff like that just to get it done. I, I knew that we were all in from the moment we went for Tevita Pangai Jr. Mm. because we probably could have saved up a bit of that money. Yeah. And now that we've actually got it done, it means that it was all worth, worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, it's just such an incredible feeling. I can't believe it. I think, yeah, I think a lot of it where people were saying, um, they were saying like um, they're going to be so tired that they have any petrol left in the tank from the past three weeks. I think the past three weeks showed that we would do anything to win this grand final. Yeah. Um, so I think that instead of me thinking they're going to be too tired, you know, if we were too tired, we would have lost against Parramatta and we would have yeah. lost against Melbourne and that would have been it. I think the fact they just plucked something out of nowhere, they're a very fit team as well, which I think is something that needs to be noticed. Their yeah. line speed and the way they just ragdoll and hammer their, these players we kind of, we looked tired in the Melbourne game, but last night, again, when we went into halftime, we kind of looked pretty fresh still, like we could yeah. go again. South looked absolutely buggered. And I think it's because they just hammered and hammered and hammered. And you've got Cleary who puts us in a really good field position to be able to really, you know, minimise the metres they make to about 20 or 30 metres per set. Um, and yeah, I think that we just had this ability, this maybe this mental um, strength that we maybe drew from that grand final loss um, to be able to pull that out. And I guess that's why people might say you have to lose one to win one because without maybe that pain of losing it, um, you don't realise that you really, these these grand finals are not hard. To, they're not easy to win. You've got to really work for it. And maybe we didn't appreciate that last year um, because we had such a cruisy great season to get there. 
And I think this year we realised it's not just about winning 17, you know, regular season games against the bottom 10 teams on the ladder. It's about what you do in those big games. Um, and I just saw a huge difference in the maturity of the team um, from the whole, the whole 80 minutes last night than what we saw a year ago. Yeah, and it shows as well in the... Like, I think it is. it was a valid argument that people were making about are Penrith going to be too tired and stuff like that? Because I would have thought it if it was any other team. But I kept looking at our games and going, they're saying we're going to be too tired every week, but we're showing up and doing the same thing every week. So I don't see how they could possibly think that we are too tired when we're getting it done. Like, it didn't yeah. make that much sense to me. But then, it like, evidently they weren't. And yeah. like you were saying about how much more mature they were this year, as much of an incredible player he is, and he did have a very good grand final, maybe that play where Cody Walker throws the intercept is a bit of grand final, like big game immaturity from him. And that's something that he'll be better with in the long run. Um, because yeah. it, was a, it was a bit of a strange play. If it went to Johnston's hand, yeah. he's through. But, but also he had Gagai on the inside who could that. have caught it very yeah. easily. Yeah, you know, like, and I think as well, like with Walker, that wasn't the only kind of blunder he made. He made that, he threw the ball out on the sideline towards the end of the game as well. Yeah. And I think that what happened, I think something, and I don't want to annoy South fans. Um, I think Cody right. Walker is an excellent individual player. I think he's brilliant. I think when he gets the hand on the ball, he's such a, he plays such eyes up footy and he's, um, he's just so good at, playing with what he's got in front of him and he can back himself. That try that he scored was excellent against us. It's hard to defend Incredible. against. But I think sometimes, um, I think he started overthinking it towards the end and he wanted to be yeah. maybe responsible for that big play. And I think after he threw the intercept try as well, he started, I think in his head was like, I need to make up for this. I need to make up for this. And then he started overplaying his hand a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think that, yeah, they kind of quashed a few opportunities in that last 14 minutes to just keep a cool head. Um, so I think that would have um, made a difference for his last 20 minutes there. Um, and again, hopefully you'd look back on it and realise that, you know, when you make a mistake, you've got to just get back up as if you haven't made that mistake and keep playing the way you've been playing the whole year, which has been so good. You know, you can't emotionally or reactively play. Um, and I think maybe that's where he came a bit undone in that last 20 minutes. Um, but again, yeah, if he played a grand final next year, I'm sure we'd see him potentially reflect on that and not make those errors again. Um, so it really does go to show that the experience of playing in that grand final, I think it might be underestimated the occasion that is the grand final, which sounds really silly. But I, when we made it last year for the first time in eight, 17 years, I just kind of thought, oh, well, we've won all these games. We'll probably win that one too. Or, you know, I didn't appreciate the difference in intensity that we'd see from the grand final. Um, and I think maybe the players wouldn't have either, given the fact they hadn't had the experience with that. They'd had very rare experience in terms of even finals games and origin games. And then this year, coming into it with a final series last year under our belts, with six, seven of our players playing origin, um, really helped. And then you had some performances from players like Matt Burton, who had never played a big game in his life, except for this final series. And he, he played the best, probably the best game I've seen from him. And that's just Matt being insane. So I think it all comes down to, yeah, individual performances, maturing as a team um, and um, everyone just doing their part. And, yeah, as we said, if the South, if South got in the grand final last year, you'd think maybe you'd see that same sort of reflection from them.
Yeah, it seems like it's taken them to this point to get over that, get over the hump of the preliminary final. Mm. And now their next step is getting it done in the grand final. And that's why I think that if they're there next year, they'll surely be the favourites. But, I mean, you know, they've got to get there first. They've got to have yeah, a I don't know if they're... next year. That's the thing with them. Do we know who's replacing Reynolds? Because, I mean, Milford was, I know, um, yeah, who knows flagged, but obviously there. who knows what's happening there. And I think this is the thing with Reynolds. I understand, and the Rabbitohs, I actually do. I did understand where the Rabbitohs were coming from. Um, with their hesitancy to offer him a long-term deal. Yeah. And the only reason I say that is because at that time they'd made three preliminaries in a row and they hadn't quite um, made the grand final. And I think we see it so many times with coaches as well. We might have an excellent coach that, um, you know, will make you, will get you in the top four every year, but are they going to bring you to that top tier? And we saw with Anthony Griffin, we sacked him when we were in the top four. Everyone thought we were crazy. And now here we are. Um, yeah. Same thing maybe with Reynolds in that they, Maybe they didn't back him to, you know, at the end of the day, no one's going to remember if you won four, if you made four prelims, if you don't have a grand final to show from it. Um, so I understood where they were coming from with that. But what I don't understand is who they thought was going to be replacing him. And, you know, it, it's kind of like the Madge Maguire situation with the Tigers. You don't just sack someone if there's no one better on the market. Um, or So I think maybe they could have made it work with Reynolds, given the fact there was no one better on the market. So I don't know, you know, I thought before the game, this was a really important one for South because their premiership window doesn't look wide open no. right now, um, given the fact that their halfback's going and um, he's a big integral part of their team. But we'll have to see what happens next year. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be Taff maybe because apparently he was... Yeah, I was floating that idea before and I like him. I think he, he had his moments last night, but I think he also for... For the occasion, for his experience, I think he should be proud of himself. Oh, um, he didn't shy away from from the game at all. He had some few uh, really good takes. I think he got a little bit rattled maybe towards the middle of the game yeah. um, where he started letting the ball bounce a little bit, which every time anyone lets the ball bounce, I'm just like, don't do it. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's never worth it um, because you just never know the way it's going to bounce. Um, but I think he's got potential. I think he handled it well. Um, so, yeah, potentially Latrell be back at fullback, of course, and then you might see Taft in the halves um, and we'll just have to see how that combination builds but yeah Souths are going to have a bit of an uphill battle um, and that was one thing I thought maybe was leaning in their favour for the grand final because because of that whereas if we lost last night I still think our premiership window was open um, we're losing Burton who's going to be hard to replace and we've got obviously Capel out the door as well um, but it's not it's not a half it's not we're not losing Nathan we're not losing yeah. Jerome um, you know so I thought that if we lost, I thought maybe it was more important in terms of the premiership window for South last night. Um, so we'll have to see what happens in the next few years and if they do manage to stay up there. Yeah, that, that'll be an interesting one because if they, like, it's more about a question of if they can get there. Whereas last year when we lost, it was like, well, it'll be the same team, basically. Yeah. Um, except Josh Mansell, but like, we brought in Paul Momorowski who and Matt Burden, who did admirable jobs. So yeah. Um, so I want to hear about uh, your day yesterday. How what was the setting for you watching the grand final? Were you at your house or 
Yeah, so I recently moved. I'm in between the process of moving at the moment yeah. um, from my home with my sister to a, a new home with my partner. So, um, yeah, I kind of had half my stuff at each place anyway. So we thought we'd go back to my home and pick up some things and watch the final there with my sister. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we went back there and my sister and I are massive Panthers fans. Like I'd almost say she emotionally is almost more invested in it. She's a bit younger than me. Um, so she's definitely taken the losses a little bit harder than I have in the past and really didn't take it well last year either. Um, so, yeah, we went over there um, shortly before the grand final. <clears throat> During the day, I just tried to keep my mind off it, I think um you know went for a picnic and just kind of tried to forget that it was happening um and then yeah went over there and didn't eat before the grand final I couldn't eat <laughs> um that wasn't happening so yeah we just watched it at home and um it's weird I guess not being there and I think the one thing I thought today is how disappointing it was that we didn't get to be there live um yeah. but it was also a kind of a lovely experience to be at home watching it on TV and getting to really see the post-match stuff and the interviews that you might not see at the game. Um, so there's that was kind of nice to see that and, and kind of watch it with commentary and that kind of thing as well. So, yeah, just went and watched it with my sister and my partner and it was, yeah, I loved it. And you were at home with Vic? Yeah, I was at my place. Um, we normally watch the games at her place. We live across the mm -hmm. road from each other, so it's not a big deal either yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we watched it mine. I just felt like I really wanted to watch it at my own place. Like There's something like a different feeling about it. Um, it's comforting, yeah. Yeah, and so I basically I spent the morning um, putting up decorations. Um, Vic did mm -hmm. a very good job of coming up with all the good ideas because my ideas were all rubbish and didn't work out um, for how we would put the balloons and the streamers and the flag and stuff. And so we, it took a long time doing that because a lot of it was trial and error because it was, it was very windy mm. as well. And we couldn't get very good quality balloons. So the yellow ones kept popping and then I had to go buy more balloons to even <laughs> it up. And it's stressing out. You're like, I need these colours. Yeah, yeah. I needed I needed the pattern. So and it just wasn't working. Mm. And then it ended up mm -hmm. we blew up way too many balloons. So we just left most of them sitting on the lounge room floor, which kind of looked quite nice. Like just mm. gave it the awesome. room a nice feel. Yeah. And then so we we're doing that during the Queensland Cup games. Um, which were nice to sort of watch as like a little bit of a distraction. Ease into and it then, as well. Yeah, and then when in sort of like about 90 minutes before the game, um, I don't know if it's because she was bored or because she wanted to stop me being nervous, but mm. uh, Vic came up with the idea of we just play a few rounds of beer pong. Um, oh, I love which, it. <laughs> yeah, which we lost both. I lost both and I was drinking vodka, so I was it, it loosened me up a bit at least. That's good, um, yeah. Yeah, but then that sort of... That all went away once I saw the South players walking down the tunnel to come out. Yeah, like it's real. Yeah, and that's when I was like, okay, game's on now, game's on. But at least that worked to sort of keep me occupied before that. Bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I walked around Penrith a little bit during the day. Um, just to, like, I just wanted to get some lunch. And there were mm. a few Pen Penrith jerseys getting around town and stuff. Um, a few people were yelling out, go the rabbitos at me. Um, <laughs> but it's a weird it was, place to be yelling out that. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a strange decision, but it's all right. Mm -hmm. um, he did it with a smile on his face, so that's okay. Um, <laughs> so banter. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, and but then so it was all nice and everything, but then yeah, once the game started, tensed right back up. Um, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't making too many jokes or anything until mm. we until Matt Burton scored. Then I started getting a bit yeah. chatty. Yeah. Yep, and then Cody and then they scored, scored so shortly after. So yeah. you're like, oh, that was shortly. And then I went quiet <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah, then, yeah. Yep. Then I thought Kikau scored, and I was celebrating. And then it was a yeah. turned out to be a forward pass. Um, and then so I was still quiet, still quiet, still quiet. And then Crichton scored, and I got chatty again. Then Alex Johnston scored, and I don't think I said too many words after that at all. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it's it's funny, and I think that the benefit I, I'm not a huge drinker myself and I can't drink around the games because I just feel like I need to focus on them yeah. um and yeah and I so I didn't have any drinks at all whatsoever before the game like I had a tea like just tried to relax had some water just you know tried to calm down or whatever but my sister um was quite drunk by the time the game had already started <laughs> um so she was yeah like making cocktails like she got pina coladas midori like midori slices all that kind of thing long island iced teas anyway so she was very vocal and you know and then at half time she decided to play um cardi b in the kitchen the whole time oh, um while i was trying to listen to the analysis and i'm just like i'm trying <laughs> to kill this person um and then yeah so that was that was funny it was like two very different people watching the game yeah. like i just need to watch and just have that moment but actually, it was quite funny before the game. I just remembered this, that we were watching the Fox Sports coverage before because yeah, we, so we always watch the Fox Sports. We don't watch Channel yeah. 9. And I didn't, I completely blanked on the fact that Channel 9 had the rights to the grand final. So on the screen comes on the whole like Fox Sports halftime show in 59 minutes. And they're like playing the music like the I'm just sitting there like, yeah, this is cool. It didn't factor into me. The game was starting and I'm on the wrong channel. I thought maybe the kickoff's a bit later, maybe it's 7.50, not 7.30. Anyway, and then about five minutes into it, I think I saw someone on Instagram like showing them running out. And I was like, oh my God, it's on channel nine. (laughs) We clicked onto channel nine and they'd already done pretty much everything. So they, yeah, they were just actually kicking off the game. Um, So I almost missed the entire game um, thinking it was on Fox Sports, not channel nine. So that was, that was a good um, way to start the whole thing. Um, But yeah, it was just such an experience, um, you know, and it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I got to experience it with my with my boyfriend and with my sister. You know, that was really nice being with them for it. Um, and the one thing I guess um, was a bit sad is I would love to have watched it with my dad because my dad's like the biggest reason I'm a Panthers yeah. fan. And he lives in, they live in Wagga Wagga now. They live five hours away from us. So there was just no chance of us being together. So I guess, I mean, we called him after the game and that was fine, but it would have been really special to watch it with him. Um, but, you know, I don't want to, look like we're complaining because I know there's 15 other teams who would give their right arm to be in our position right now. Um, and I am also hopeful that we might get another one within the next five years or so, you know, yeah. I'd love to get another one and hopefully we can have the full experience then um, and be lucky enough to, to get it twice. So um, yeah, different to what we would have expected, I guess the grand final win to look like and our experience to look like, but really unforgettable all the same. Yeah, it's one of those things where I wished I could have watched it with my dad. Um, I've always heard stories growing up from my dad about, because he was a Parramatta fan growing up, mm, um, yeah. and he's a Penrith Must fan like now. But, yeah, <laughs> well, well, he moved out to Penrith when he was in high school and ended up becoming a Penrith fan. But he grew up yeah. through the 80s of mm. him and his dad 
just going to the Sydney Cricket Ground for the grand final because yeah. Parramatta was in it all the time. And yeah. we're pretty certain that my pop was a closet Manly fan. He would never Ooh. admit it, but we would always mm. we would always say, mm, you always seem to be a bit happy when Manly score, but he would never admit <laughs> it. And so I wish, Wait. I just, I hope that I can get an opportunity to do that at some point yeah, to be able to I go to a game with my dad. Like we normally go to Origin together and stuff like that. Um, but to be able to go to a grand final and watch us win would be next level. I still wouldn't change anything yeah. about what happened yeah. yesterday because at least I get to experience it in its own unique way. And yeah. hopefully it means I get to do it this way and then I get to do it the normal way. And that way I've got both yeah. and I can hold both of those forever. That just relies I'm on us hoping, doing it again. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping for the same thing. It's kind of maybe giving me a bit of comfort that I feel like our premiership window is still open. Yeah. Um, because as well, when I was cheerleading as well, I was cheerleading from 2013 to 2017. Yeah. Um, and before that, I would always go to the games with my family and it was a, a real, like a family thing. And then for five years, I didn't go to any games with them um, because we were, you know, doing the separate thing. And I think the best part about um, retiring and finishing, it was that I could go back to being on the sideline with my family. Um, and it was kind of short lived, I guess. Yeah. With my parents moving down to Wagga the year yeah. after the year I retired um, and, and then the coronavirus pandemic hitting as well. So yeah, that's an experience I would love. Um, and I would also love to have my own kids one day to 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 do the same thing and what and watch oh, it with yeah. them. Um, maybe when they can remember it a little bit as well, because I know yeah. when I saw 2003, I think I was 10, 10 years old. Um, but and I didn't really fully grasp what was going on. Um, but I just remember thinking my dad was so happy and I just wanted to be a part of that. And after that, when I saw how happy he was with that grand final, I just thought I want to be, I'm, I'm in love with this sport and with this team. And I just want to see that. I want to have that feeling for myself. Um, so to kind of be chasing that feeling for the past 18 years to have gotten so close last year and now to have it is just, it's really surreal. Um, and I have to say, I wouldn't change it for the world because I think losing last year made this year so much better. So I would yeah. take that loss last year again. I would do it again. 100%. Um, I feel the same how way it now. Feels now. Yeah. And I think it all does happen for a reason. We needed that and we needed to appreciate what we had. And I think if we had just gone through and won it from 10th the year before last year, may not have appreciated it. It might've been a bit too easy, come too easy for us um, yeah. because the whole season last year was kind of easy. Um, and this year, um, you know, arguably we played better last year, played, played better footy at times, were more dominant. Um, but this year it came a little bit more, a little bit harder and um it makes it more worth it for me. So I'm so happy with the way it all worked out and I can't wait to tell my kids about it. You know, I've got all the papers. I'm going to save them. And yeah, I went I can't out and wait bought to, them today. Yeah, me too. So yeah. you can keep them. And I can't wait to watch this game in a decade's time, you know, and I can't wait to see that crying intercept on highlight reels in years to come. Oh, it's going to be yeah. the Sattler tackle. It's going to be these moments, the Puppenhausen intercept from last year that changed the game um, and I can't wait to see that and remember that feeling. So um, yeah, it's so special. Yeah. It's one of those ones. I'm very similar with 2003 where I'd started following footy that year. I didn't really understand what was going on. I remember being at my first game. It was at Penrith. It was Tigers Panthers. And my sister and I started cheering on the Tigers when they ran out because we didn't realize we didn't know what team was what. And they ran out first. Yeah. And my yeah. mom was like, no, no, that's the Tigers. And I was like, oh, okay. Because, yeah, I was only six. 
And then I think I went to one or two more games that year. And then all I really remember of the grand final from like watching it when it was happening was sitting next to my mum and she was on the phone to either my dad or my nan saying how nervous mm. she was. And I knew mm. it must have been a big deal because my mum at the time wasn't the biggest footy fan. She was a very casual fan. Mm. And then the next year was when I started playing footy as well and I got, I've been hooked ever since. And yeah. so I've always loved and like adored that 2003 team and Me any too. chance I'll get, I'll watch like it on like the classic matches or something. But now that I've got one that I feel like I can sort of own, yeah, it's such just it's different and it's better just for me personally. Um, yeah. I hope that I can be like those people who are old enough to have experienced all three at some point. But you know, me too. I'll take this for now. Yeah, I think it's one of those things as well, and we've spoken about it on this podcast a number of times this year so far. Is that we're not really used to this success. It definitely yeah. has come out of the blue because. You know, we had, uh, since 2003, we, we had a bit of a lull where there was no finals. So we had 2010, which was yeah. great. But then we kind of knocked out in straight sets and then it was nothing until 2014. And, you know, and then we spent kind of this 2014 to 2019 being like kind of like a Sharks Knights kind of team at the moment, yeah. if you'd like to compare, which is like might make probably make the eight but won't really do much in the eight at this stage um, and kind of just seeing them make the finals, which is exciting, but not really do anything. Um, and that's kind of what I expected to keep developing and keep, keep growing. Um, and then to come, yeah, the past two years have just, they've really surprised me. Um, it's, it's really come out of the blue and it still takes some getting used to the fact that we're mentioned with teams like Melbourne and the Roosters as being, mm. you know, kind of um, a power team, a powerhouse at the moment. But we are, we are a powerhouse. We've been the best team for the past two years and it's crazy to think that. So I think we're still kind of trying to sink in the fact that we are a good dominant team um, and we've won a premiership now. So it's just, it's a lot to, to, to think about um, and a lot to sink in. And I'm sure over the next week or so, it'll keep sinking in. Um, but it's such a lovely feeling. And I hope that everybody gets to experience this eventually um, because when you've had to wait almost 20 years for it, it's so much sweeter. So you know, eventually you'll have teams like the Tigers. They they're going to win a world premiership eventually in Parramatta. They're all going to do it. And oh, I maybe not. Maybe so not Parramatta. <laughs> I'm just so excited for their fans to experience that because when you've had a, a real drought, um, it's just it's amazing. So yeah. yeah, I hope everyone gets to feel like this soon. Not soon. Yeah. Not in the next few. Not in our premiership window. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> it's like at the time I didn't appreciate how much that would have meant for the Sharks in 2016. Oh my it. god! I was think, talking about it yesterday. I was just thinking how that if you never won one, and then you ca- and that was an amazing grand final. It was such a yeah. good grand final. They played so well, and they I played so well that Melbourne season. That too. Yeah, I was. I was. That was the first grand final I've ever been to, and I just remember it was just crazy. The end, you know. Oh my god! It was similar to our game actually. Yeah. Very, really, really close up to the last minute. Um. So yeah, it would have meant so much to them. Um. And yeah, it's just it's exciting. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm still just shocked by all that me too me too um all right well this recording's gonna stop soon so um yeah thank you to everyone for who's been you know following us on this journey to the grand final and thankfully winning it Mm. uh thanks big t for having us on for this um i know i've really enjoyed it i know matt has too yeah um yeah it's 
just been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, go the Panthers, huh? It's great. When we first did the first one after the Souths game, um, I sorry, after the Parramatta game, I, I didn't think we were going to win that game. I thought I'd never really pictured this series going like this. Um, yeah. So it's nice that we've kind of got this as well. Um, our thoughts after the last three insane games and it's, you know, accumulated in this. So thanks, T. It's been really, really nice. And for everyone listening as well, um, thanks for the feedback. And um, it's been really nice to share this with everybody. Yeah, I've really, really enjoyed it. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, and we'll talk to you all later. I'm feeling all right because I'm not going to get bruised. What do you mean, how am I feeling? Well, enjoy your sport for another week. We will be back doing some other sports during the Rugby League off-season um, because it's a, it's a sport's best friends, although it's mainly been Rugby League for the last couple of years. It is a sport's best friends, and so we'll be continuing that um, into a new season. And we'll talk to you next time, sport's best friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes, and we bloody love yous. Chance. Too long to go. I certainly want to be kicking it through the corner. Oh, it is an intercept for Crichton. Crichton, he's away. Is he away with the premiership? Stephen Crichton scores.